which is amazing, isn't it? You get 58,000 people. The match is being watched by millions across the world in something like 40 different nations. Everything is set, and the goalkeeper can't get a change of jersey. This is the Football Kit Podcast. Welcome to episode nine. I'm Les of Hull City Kits. I'm Dennis from Museum of Jerseys. And I'm Gav from the Football Kit Geek. Goalkeepers this year are different and in this episode we're focusing on the sartorial differences of those who are the last line of defence. In the early years of the game, keepers wore the same kit as their outfield colleagues, but that changed in 1909 when they were instructed to wear a different coloured jersey. Keeper kits and the laws that govern their use continue to evolve, with some players becoming known for their attire. From Lev Yashin's dark blue, that was often confused for black, to the wild, multicoloured wardrobe of Jorge Campos. Passing the good and the bad of goalkeeper kits, each of us will nominate something we like, the your keeper entry, but first making our no-saving-that choice, which will be something we don't like, and then finally considering some views from our listeners. Dennis, you get to be number one. Tell us what you're not in glove with. What gets your no saving that status? At the risk of sounding like a, a curmudgeon uh, who's against modern football, I think there are too many goalkeeper kits nowadays. Basically, I think it was around 2008 or nine. a rule came in that keepers couldn't clash with each other, basically. I presume it's to legislate for those rare occasions at the end of games where the goal will go up for a free kick or a corner, but to the best of my knowledge, there hasn't been a single instance of one goalkeeper being confused for the other, primarily because one is trying to score and the other is not. And it, it basically just means that, like when I was younger, a change goalkeeper kit was a real novelty, a treat to see it, you know, because pretty much everyone wore green at the time. So when you saw someone, I remember actually the first first time I noticed the deviation was Manchester United playing Legia of Warsaw in the European Cup Winners' Cup semi-final in 91. And Legia of Warsaw wore green. And so Les Seeley had to wear the light blue previous change kit because they didn't have an actual alternative to the kind of green and black zigzaggy one. And it was just, you know, it was just great to see it because you're just so used to seeing the keeper wear the same every game. And nowadays, since that change, pretty much every goalkeeper has three options. And obviously, the manufacturer is just producing four or five colour schemes and putting the different logos on. So there's very little actual differentiation in the designs. But you get your goalkeeper wearing a different colour from game to game. And it just it just means that they're not as special anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just I was just looking at the Premier League and 
so far this season, um, what have we got? Seven rounds of games to go. There's been 65 different goalkeeper kits used. With teams, there's Arsenal, Brentford and Man City have had four completely different kits. Wolves have used five different kits, which have been variations with different socks. But so you've got three teams that have four different goalkeeper kits. That is kind of overkill. So I, yeah. I tend to agree with you there, Dennis. Yeah, and I've I've done an article for my site in the past about the the seasons where Arsenal have had four goalkeeper kits, and it, that was a noteworthy thing. But it it's happened this season and last season with Arsenal, both occasions. It was because the away shirt was worn in goal. But it's just I I think a couple of seasons ago Nike um gave their teams different goalkeeper designs for domestic games in Europe. So Chelsea, I think, used seven seven different goalkeeper kits in the one season, which if they were all justified, it'd be great. But it's because they're not all justified that I have a bit of a, a bee in my bonnet with it. So if I'm number one, whoever's next, I guess, is 12 or 13, depending on, on the country of origin. Uh, Les, you can be my backup. What doesn't get past you with keeper kits and what don't you like? Well, it's a little bit of an extension on on your theme, and it's a lack of design diversity for goalkeepers. You know, in in a past episode, we we showed that we've largely got a consensus that templates by themselves aren't a bad thing, but keeper jerseys sort of tend to be the most templatey of templates. You know, even if a team gets a bespoke or at least not common outfield kit, the keeper will most likely still be in a design that's the same as any other team that are supplied by the same brand. And I get the mathematics behind it. You know, brands, they only tend to make so many templates for outfield use. So there's not going to be loads of designs for keepers to choose from. But when there's just one design, I think that's really disappointing. And this season, if a team wears Umbro, their keeper is in a jersey with a self-coloured crew neck, a raglan sleeve with like a pixelated pattern along the sleeves. And the only real choice, what you said, is, you know, is, is the colour. You know, the fact they've got beetroot, purple, cobalt, yellow or white. And, and that's pretty much it. It's all the same design. And while I understand that from a, a retail perspective, goalkeeper kits probably don't justify a massive investment of time or effort. But I still think they justify a little bit more time and effort than they're getting. Yeah, it does seem that the larger companies are stepping away from bespoke keeper kits. You think of the the effort in design they make with Arsenal's a, a great, you know, look at the kits that they've had over the recent years, even the pre-match shirts. Yet the goalkeeper is just a off the peg template that, you know, you know, the green version, I think three other teams are using in the Premier League. I'm just looking at, again, talking specifically about the Premier League. There's only Castore and Hummel that seem to have bespoke goalkeeper kits for their teams. And the rest are all templates. Nike are the same. So you, you can see the same green template worn by Liverpool, Chelsea uh, and Tottenham. So it's definitely a, a theme with the larger manufacturers. Yeah, and like you say, commercial commercial reasons are what I dictated. In, interestingly, mentioning Umbro, for some reason in Europe, West Ham had a plain sleeved version of that, that shirt. Um, I don't know why. It, it it didn't conform with UEFA's nitpicky regulations and and mentioning the white version, seeing Nick Pope at Burnley wear mm. I think black shorts and socks with it, just definitely lifted it above the the um the mundane. 
And, and like you say, the, the lack of options is really shown up like when a team wears a special edition kit. I think two years ago, Bayern were celebrating their 120th anniversary and they wore a kind of a white with maroon sleeves and shorts. And the I think the sponsor's logo was was basically in a different shade of white. But Manuel Neuer just wore, it was actually the following season's design, but it was just a bog standard goalkeeper kit. And I know the keeper wears a different, you know, the keeper stands out from the teammates anyway. But when it's a, a special effort like that, to kind of wear a retro style kit, it, it makes it a bit more jarring, I think. There's often talk about having a goalkeeper's union, isn't there? I think, yeah. I think they need some collective action on this. <laughs> I'd noticed the same when you say, Dennis, you say about the uh, the special kits. Looking into this, I looked at the kit that Chelsea wore in the FA Cup third round in 2020. And one of the classiest outfield kits I think we've seen in recent years the goalkeeper kit is just the same standard template and it really is jarring when you see like a, a team lineup of that day. It really stands out. It just doesn't look right. It's just that little bit of effort is needed just to complete that overall team look. So Gav, you get the last stab at something not liked before we inject a bit of positivity into proceedings. So what's your no saving that choice? Okay, for me, a um, bit of a controversial one, this one, I think. Um, I think we uh, may hear some comments back about this, but it is goalkeeper shirts with outfield shorts and socks. I'm all for nostalgia in football. It's one of the things that probably unites fans more than anything. All the thoughts of how things used to be better and that, but for me, I draw the line at this look. It just does not work for me. It may be something to do with my age, being... Um, around 10 11 mid to late 80s then you know looking at those kits they kind of just stood out and there's some very strange color choices and one person that sprung to mind straight away was dave besson so i looked at some of the kits he wore now he wore some of the best umbro templates the hamden template the one with the triangles but if you look at some of the styles in which he wore it i found a picture of him wearing a red goalkeeper hamden kit with green and yellow Newcastle away kit <laughs> I saw the purple kit with the black diamonds across the chest with Chelsea home shorts and socks so purple and blue even the Wimbledon kit when he lifted the FA Cup in 1988 it's yellow and goes with the blue which is fine but all of the detailing's in black why isn't in blue it's just a jarring look and particularly around that time it it wasn't unusual to see a full kit so if we look at the Hamden kit in particular England had a grey version which was a full kit yet you just had the shirt in the in the kind of league games there was a one version that did look really good which was um, Leeds I think probably mid to late 80s when they had the top man they had a blue Hamden kit worn with yellow shorts and socks so that gave the overall look of a kit that worked well but it still was the Leeds away shorts and socks so I just you know, I love the design of shirts, um, you know, the design of kits. You know, why limit yourself just to have a shirt with the, the shorts and socks? Let's just spread, you know, the design kind of links to what we were saying before. Why limit yourself just to that? You know, be bespoke, create new designs, create something that stands out, something different, something that just works. I think I think, you know, let's say the, the classic keeper top with the shorts and socks, I think, you know, is just not for me anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a nostalgia thing, the support for that look. Like you say, it is is jarring. It it doesn't make design sense. To to borrow a phrase that Umbro used, you know, around the time of the Taylor by Umbro, 
it's about the integrity of the kit. So just having one part not matching the other two parts doesn't make logical sense. And I think I've used the phrase before. It's like how people talk wistfully about FA Cup final day and the coverage being on all day and how it's not like that now. And you don't miss the coverage being on all day. You you miss being six. You know, it's it's just <laughs> it, it has a bit of roast into glasses to it, I think. And it's um I would say Liverpool people go, Oh Ray Clements look so good. Green shirt, red shorts and socks. If an if a team had that as their kit, you'd say, What the fuck are they doing here? Like <laughs> Well, I'll be the lone dissenting voice then. I think if we're talking about integrity, I want to see some team integrity and I want the goalkeeper to look as if he's at least part of the team. I think that's my issue there. And I don't know, I don't think I really look at it from a, a nostalgia point of view. I don't know, maybe I had a dreadful childhood and don't want to recall it. But um, <laughs> I guess the the one thing that is odd about that look is if you're wearing the outfield players' shorts and socks, the shorts aren't going to have the padding so they're going to they're look quite bulky um, at the top. I remember the England Umbro goalkeeper shorts, they would have corresponding padding that, you know, what they had on the, on the jersey. And I guess you're, going, don't, you're not going to have that. You're going to end up looking like that muscly dog meme. I think I'd sacrifice that just for the goalkeeper still looking as if he's part of this 11 rather than just some somebody on his own. It's almost as if you've got like... When when you have a, a keeper in an entirely distinct kit, it's almost like you've got three units on the on the field. You've got the outfield players for both teams, you've got the officials, and then you've got the goalkeepers. They're they're just not visually connected. So that's my objection to that one. A very reasonable point. Red Nat. Goodness me, have you ever seen anything like that in your life from a goalkeeper? <laughs> Moving on, let's think happier thoughts and consider your your keeper injury. Dennis, what about the keeper's kits makes you coo with contentment? Well, we didn't actually plan it this way, but rather fittingly, it's when the goalkeeper kit complements the outfield kit uh, in terms of the the same palette. Or it doesn't even have to be the same palette. You can have a, a, a completely contrasting main colour, but that the trim... Um, references the the colours of the outfield kit. Obviously, I'm Irish and I grew up watching Gaelic games, Gaelic football and hurling, as well as association football. And it, it's changed a bit now, but but back then, pretty much every goalkeeper would wear the reversal of the outfielders, which meant that he matched up with, you know, he was able to wear the same shorts and socks as his teammate, and it still all looked cohesive. And I, it's, it doesn't happen as much in football, obviously, because the manufacturers just have their their menu of five options. But there, there have been some good examples. The 1998 World Cup, for, for whatever reason, had six or seven excellent examples all coming together. And it wasn't just one company doing it either. So like David Seaman for England had pretty much the, the opposite to the outfield kit navy with the red and white um under the arms that, that design that les didn't like on on the last episode but Tafarel for brazil was wearing green with yellow trim edwin van der sar for holland had black with orange trim casey keller i think was in gold for the usa he had i don't think he wore it at the world cup but he had the same design as the outfield kit pretty much the same as the away shirt red with, with navy and white while the normal one was white with navy and red and I think it just looks really well. Um, and like you say, it just gives, it ties them all together, basically. A, a kind of a subset of that is, I, I can 
except when the colours don't match, but the design is the same. And another 98 example, I'm <laughs> being really recent with instances of this, was Drazen Lattice for uh, Croatia wearing, I think, a yellow and blue version of the, the kind of checkered flag style they had. Even our friend uh, Scott Brown from Port Vale, who was on an earlier episode, couple of seasons ago he had the, the kind of the Robbie Williams shirt but in amber and black and it, it just looks looks really good when when the the kids uh, match up I think. So we've almost given the problem with Gav's entry and the solution with yeah. our entry. It does feel something that happens a lot in international football probably more than club football. I was uh, you know trying to look for some examples and I found you know, England had a red and white goalkeeper kit when they had their last Umbro kit, which was the um, the kit with the red detailing. They had yeah, a yeah. Western reverse for the goalkeepers. And then I found a kit that I've never seen before. Fabian Bartes, World Cup 2006. He had the red version uh, of the, the team guys template with blue shorts and socks. And it just, there's a team photo and it absolutely complements really yeah, well. It, it, that- yeah. That, that one almost looks like it clashes too much, but it, it just looks great, I think. The Hurricanes cartoon as well, <laughs> they, they were blue and red, and the keeper had a, a red and blue kit. Just a reminder of it um, with that Barthez example. And and like I said, it doesn't even have to be the reverse colours. Like you, you can work it into a template as well, because the, the 0102 Umbro goalkeeper design, it, it was black. But the trim colours, they were green and white for Celtic in Ireland. They were red and white for England. They were blue and white for Chelsea. And it was all the same kit, but it just changing the trim, it, a small little thing makes makes that difference, I think. So, Les, what do you love on the, the men in gloves? <laughs> well, it might sound strange without added context, but don't worry, I'm going to add context. But it's actually <laughs> having no distinct goalkeeper kits at all and the keeper just wearing a different, what we'd consider an outfield kit to everyone else. Now, um, people will know I like Sampdoria, and, and Sampdoria tend to do this very well. I was delighted when they returned to the practice this year, because in 2020-21, Audero, for almost every game, wore a grey Macron keeper jersey that every other club supplied by Macron had. But this year, they've gone back to using alternative outfield kits as pretty much a standard practice unless there's a really compelling reason for them to use a goalkeeper specific template so earlier this season when Inter visited the Morassi and Sampa were in the typical home look of blue white and white Aldera wore the all red third kit when Samp travelled to Fiorentina 10 of the players wore all red and the keeper wore all white which was a, a mashup of the chain shirt and the home shorts and socks now there is a black keeper specific jersey uh, that was worn at home to Napoli and they also wore it at Juventus but for the most part using a, a regular outfield kits worked and I love it for all of the reasons I didn't like your opinion Gavin it's just that I'm not keen on the keeper looking so distinct that they don't look a, a part of the team and there was an interesting instance in 2017-18 when Fiorentina took a load of stick for having five distinct kits and it's funny, that seems quite quaint now, that criticism when you've got Napoli with 13. But because there was no defined goalkeeper kit and they was using two of the five kits in every game, it just meant they were covered for pretty much every eventuality. And I think it worked. And I think the people who 
slagged it off, didn't recognise that there was no goalkeeper-specific kit. And instead, they just got accused of profiteering and they've not bothered repeating that since. But I maintain, as odd as it sounds, that change kits being goalkeeper kits too is a, is a good idea. Do you think it comes to some preference as well? Because looking into this, the, the same names kind of popped up. Buffon is one that kind of all through his career with, you know, all the Italian teams, at least, he's done this. Steve Mandanda, the French goalkeeper, had it a lot for Marseille as well. So do you think it's a, any personal preference for goalkeepers in here as well? think, actually, I want to have that look. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I'm trying to think with, with Sampdoria. Actually, I guess Viviano did it as well. So it's hard to know whether that's a, a club policy or it is the player just saying, you know what, I'd, I'd rather wear this. When it happened with Arsenal last season, apparently it was it was Burnt Leno's choice. So I would think I would think that it, it does come down to goalkeeper preference in a lot of um a lot of instances. And I broadly agree with the, the concept, but only as long as the, the kits kind of match up. So Sampdoria, obviously the away and the home are generally the same design or they they have the the stripes, you know, they the, so basically I'm harking back to my previous point like I, I wouldn't be a fan of it if the away is completely different to, to the home if there's no link I, I wouldn't be as much of a fan of it then the Fiorentina one is interesting it's a very good point you make Roma in their first season with Kappa 0-0-0-1 when they won the league and the following season as well they kind of did that that the, the Navy third was used a lot by the goalkeepers or then well, the first season, there, there was a, a goal, the orange goalkeeper shirt that wasn't used outfield. But then in 0-1-0-2, the goalie shirt was used by the keepers and in the Coppa Italia. And when they're all the same design and using the same colour scheme, it looks good, just to repeat myself. OK, you're up, Gav. What qualifies as a keeper for you? OK, I am taking a single decade here, the 90s. 90s goalkeeper kits, just crazily mental. I love them. It just seemed anything went, you know, bold, bright designs, crazy, wackier. Why was it then at that point? Was it just because it was the 90s? You know, who knows? But they just work. Um, and I think when most people talk about their favourite goalkeeper kits, you see the same kind of kits mentioned and they're all from this period. So Denmark's Hummel 92 kit, Borgay Campos's kits just in general. The Predator Adidas Keeper Kit, World Cup 1994. The black kit with the uh, square blobs with different colours dependent on, on the template. Um, Newcastle Rangers had shirts with silhouettes of the, the cities on. It just felt like uh, this was the first time Keeper Kits were thought of more commercially as well. They were probably a bit niche um, before this time period. You probably could only buy replicas of international goalkeeper kits i don't really remember seeing them magazines at that point but this was the time where everyone wanted to get the goalkeeper shirts and you know and when you think one of the things i think about when i think about 90s kits is neville southall in that pink jorge campos design for wales a keeper from kind of a generation before just embracing this funky style and just it just looks great. It's just a memorable look. And even if the kits weren't good, they're memorable. People will remember them. So the Euro 96 kits worn by David Seaman, you know, you show someone that with no badge, 99% of the people, especially kind of 
kit lovers will know exactly what that kit was worn and who by. So just 90s kits in general, I just think they are brilliant designs, unforgettable, classic looking and everything I want from a goalkeeper kit. Sorry, Les. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to uh, know we're on the same page about something at least. I think there's no greater compliment to the keeper jerseys of the 90s was their, their appearance in the film Hackers, which tried to convince us that actually hackers weren't pale-faced loners. They were actually really cool. And the DJ nightclubs on an evening wearing Arsenal goalkeeper jerseys or other Nike goalkeeper templates. I think I think that immortalised 90s goalkeeper jerseys, that film. I haven't seen it, but I'll, I'll definitely have to watch it. Uh, it's, it's a great point to make, Gav, about if you show someone that England 96 shirt without a badge, um, and that the recognition level would would be very high. I don't love every '90s goalkeeper kit design-wise, but you know, having having dissed rose tinted glasses earlier, wrap that whole decade around me and, and uh, return to a time of less responsibility. And when things seemed a bit easier, very evocative would be the word, mainly positively. Really good comment about the the Newcastle jersey that had the the skyline on it that point i was making earlier about brands making jerseys the same design you could very easily put a sublimated print on that just gave it something a little unique to that team you know yeah that's the thing about the 90s it showed that sublimated printing has arrived we're going to show it on every kit that we produce for the next three or four years but it's also relatively easy to do and cost effective yeah, I, uh, I'm in full agreement with this one, Gav. No problem with this one. Excellent. And yeah. opening things up to the floor, we have a savvy bunch of listeners and Twitter followers, and we solicited some keeper kit opinions from them. John, who, like a Brazilian forward, needs only one name. He His main dislike is the growing trend of keepers wearing kits that are too similar in the colour spectrum to their own teammates. So that's Alex McCarthy of Southampton wearing magenta, or Cambridge when they beat Newcastle in the FA Cup, wearing the keeper wearing yellow when the rest of the team were in amber. John actually goes by the, the Twitter handle of Chief Dugster, and his his blog, his revived blog, is worth checking out, chiefdugster.wordpress.com, uh, where he um, uploads, or he, he basically edits kits. I think it's FIFA 16, but he, he does a great job with them, and he uses the posts to tell the stories of the kits then. One thing that ruins David Seaman's superb save against Sheffield United in the FA Cup semi-final in 03 for me is the fact he was wearing a yellow and navy kit and Arsenal, the, the rest of the team, had the, the gold away kit. So a bit too similar again. Okay, Matthew Theobald asserts, I'm a traditionalist. Can't stand these keeper kits nowadays with short sleeves. Goalkeepers should always wear long sleeves, should be the law. And that's from at Dirty Lyle on Twitter. Anyone else back an amendment to law four on this matter? You know, I'm all for incentivizing long sleeve use in an age where it's becoming like a an endangered item, but I'm not sure about codifying it into the laws of the game. I remember in must have been nineteen ninety-two because it was when Marseille were playing Rangers in the Champions League and Fabian Bartes was wearing short sleeves and people were up in arms about it. Maybe, maybe I'm just remembering now the commentators on ITV carrying more sway than 
than they actually did. But it, it did seem to be a mild controversy. You know, there was all this concern about, oh, what if someone else handles the ball and they think the ref thinks it's it's the keeper because of the short sleeves and Rangers miss out on the penalty, ignoring the fact that Bartes was still indeed wearing gloves. But it, it, I suppose it's just something that it was a real novelty back then. It, people are just used to it now. I don't have a huge problem with it. When Arsenal still wore long sleeves, and because of the tradition, all the players had long sleeves, and the keeper had short sleeves, that irritated me a small bit, but just based on tradition more than anything. I'm guessing a lot of this is is down to advances in pitch maintenance, isn't it? You know, there's there's become less of a need to put padding on goalkeeper jerseys. Yeah. So they're at the point now where, well, why not wear short sleeves if we if we don't need the long sleeves to uh, to have the elbow pads in? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'd quite like the look. I think you're right. Bartes seemed to be the pioneer of this, and I think now it's fairly normal i'd say it's probably the most normal look is short sleeves with base layers i would imagine matthew made a, a supplementary point about modern keeper gloves which go up the arms like marigolds which might not have been a thing unless goalkeeper jerseys had gotten shorter on the arms you know the, so suddenly the the goalkeeper uh, glove brands had that space to fill didn't they and but i've, I've never really understand it and what i really don't understand is when on the back of the gloves they've got these like fins and spikes on the back it's almost like predator fins it's like is that to like put kale on punch outs i just mm-hmm. i just it seems totally superfluous to me and yeah i know it's a bit old man shouts at sky but this is a bit of an irritation for me at the moment modern gloves are rubbish <laughs> i think i can get behind that one as well <laughs> stephen dobson he asked when did goalies last wear a keeper shirt with their team's normal shorts and socks? Gav, that touches on your no saving that entry. Do you want to answer that one? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. And, and something of kind of as what we've alluded to, we don't really see that nowadays, especially kind of with the kit rules that are now in place. The Football Kick podcast account did tweet the other day an example, um, which is the most recent that I think I've seen, uh, which was 20 years ago, in the 2000 and 2001 season, where David Seaman wore the white home shorts and socks for Arsenal in the Champions League game against Sparta at Moscow due to a kick clash. But I think in general, that's probably a look we haven't seen since we talked with it kind of in the early 90s, probably when the Premier League came in is when we saw that shift. However, we have seen the reverse, which is David James with his brief stint up front for <laughs> Man City against Newcastle, where he wore the new Man City away kit on that final day of the season with the goalkeeper shorts and socks. That was in 2005. There was an instance in 2010-11 when... Hull City played Watford away on the last day of the season and Brad Guzan, I'm guessing he was going to try and wear the all-black goalkeeper kit, but he ended up wearing the white sh- outfield shorts from the away kit. But again, it's not a conscious decision. It's probably an on-the-day decision done to uh, to avoid a clash. Yeah. It, the first season of the Premier League, 92-93, I'm fairly sure all the keepers wore the outfield shorts and socks. Most then got full kits for 93-94, but oddly, well, not oddly, it was because they were on a two-year kit cycle. Manchester United didn't, although Peter Schmeichel sometimes wore the black chain shorts with the, the green top, and Swindon Town as well. Poor Fraser Digby and um, Nicky Hammond. 
poor Fraser Digby and Nicky Hammond had to make do with their green shirt and red shorts and socks. So 93-94 was when there was the big wholesale change. Obviously, there is still the occasional example when keepers get injured or sent off and all the subs are used and an outfielder goes in. And a notable recent example, he for for a couple of seasons afterwards, he held the record of being the last Englishman to keep a clean sheet in the Champions League, Kyle Walker from Manchester City. And it would looked horrible because City were wearing their slime yellow fading into peach third kit and Ederson had had the hot electric pink with kind of bluey purple trim so for the last few minutes of that game where Kyle Walker went in goal he was wearing one pair one shade of pink shirt and a different pair shade of pink shorts with lime coloured socks back to the 90s (laughs) well that's it for episode 9 of the football kit podcast we'll be back soon from Dennis Gav and me Les thanks for joining us (laughs) 